0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Like a lot of uh, people who, who write things down occasionally, um, I have a number of little book ideas in my head. I'll probably die with most of them in my head. Um, but the one that is, is closest to actually being the gun, and, and, and perhaps maybe even could find its form into at least a little pamphlet or something I self-publish online, would be called something along the lines of, of Sayings of Cranky Jesus, Um, I'm a great believer in what uh, one of my early priests said. He said, the trouble with biblical fundamentalists is not that they read the Scripture, it's that they don't read enough of the Scripture. Um, In the Episcopal Church, we hear a lot of Scripture, and a lot of it is confounding. (laughs) Confounding. Uh, Today's gospel, if this were one's only exposure to Jesus Christ, uh, one would be completely forgiven for walking out of the room and not coming back again. Um, This would be perhaps one of those sayings of cranky Jesus. Um, Who knows what has just happened? I imagine uh, maybe uh, someone who was following Jesus um, decided that this was too hard. And so they went home to family or went back to uh, a well-paying job or, or something that was more comfortable, that offered more promise than, than what seemed to be on offer through Jesus. And so probably the human side of Jesus snaps a little bit. <laughs> And in this gospel today, he's basically saying, you know, don't follow me if you don't know what you're getting into. (laughs) Count the cost. Be aware. It's not always going to be easy. So Jesus isn't telling us always and everywhere um, hate one's family, um, always and everywhere sell all of our possessions and give to the poor. We all know people who have held on to their possessions and have made more of their possessions and in so doing are able to help the poor a whole lot more. So if you're one of those people, keep on doing what you're doing and remember us at stewardship time. But Jesus is saying there is a cost to discipleship. In that wonderful phrase of Bonhoeffer, for Bonhoeffer it was the cost of his life. For most of us, hopefully it won't come to that. But Jesus is inviting all followers then and now to be aware of what's before us, to be aware of the cost. He uses the image of the cross, to, to be able to pick up our cross daily. To pick up our cross daily. Jesus says, whoever does not bear their own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It's easy to hear those words in an individual's mind's eye. Um, Jesus is talking to me. I need to pick up my cross. Wonder what that would be. And so off I can go in my head wondering what cross it is Jesus is asking John to carry But if we look closer at Jesus' interactions with his disciples, with with strangers um, in Scripture, even in our own experience, Jesus never asks us to carry our cross alone. As one person has said, the idea of a lone Christian is preposterous. (laughs) To be a Christian is to be in community. No one does this alone. And so we don't take up our cross alone. We practice taking up our cross together. We fall. It hits us and other people sometimes, but we get up again. We practice in our prayers. We practice in faithful living, and we do it together. Sometimes in popular conversation, that term is used, um, it's just my cross to bear. Um, Someone might speak of an in-law as their cross to bear (laughs) or or a boss or a co-worker or or a nasty commute to work. It's just the cross I bear. We should probably be careful to throw that term away. Um, Everyday difficulties are not crosses to bear. They're just part of living. (laughs) A difficult person is not a cross to bear, no matter how difficult. A cross to bear is something else entirely. The cross to bear is when we attach whatever we're being called to do to the way of Christ. To follow in the way of Jesus means to follow with others. It's not in isolation. It it has to do with our being ready and willing to give up our spot for someone else, to to give up our little bit of privilege, uh, perhaps even to give over even. It has to do with our attempt to put our needs second, our desires and our passions on hold long enough to look around and notice, at least, notice the needs of others. How do we become a cruciformed community? That's really the question out of today's Gospel. How do we share one another's burdens in a way that brings us and the other closer to the life of Christ? Well, we know lots of obvious and immediate ways. Whenever friends and faithful gather around one who's sick or awaiting results from a test or biopsy or is undergoing surgery, there can be participation in the cross of Christ The friends put themselves second, and they lift up their friend who's in need. When someone dies and the whole community is able to gather around the one who lives on, the cross of Christ is shared. Especially in such times, the cross can feel a little like a lifeboat or a raft. That community of faithful others beginning to be the only thing that keeps us afloat. Whenever we move out of ourselves in a kind of mission, whether it's hammering nails on a work project or adopting a family after a hurricane or volunteering to tutor a child or even writing a check, there's the possibility, if not the probability, of sharing in the cross of Christ. Our lives, in so doing, are reoriented, our priorities get realigned, and and the choices we make begin to shift more in line with those of Jesus. In our first reading, we can see that Moses knows a lot about making choices, and he's inviting the whole community of faithful to choose wisely. Moses talks about setting our heart on God, It comes near the end of Moses' life in Deuteronomy. He spent 40 years with these people. They're his people, and he loves them. He, He wants them to prosper. He wants them to live. And so he reminds them of what's at stake. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, Moses says, by loving God, by walking in God's ways, by keeping the commandments and the statutes and the ordinances, then you shall live. But if your heart turns away, then you shall perish. Before you is life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. Love God, obey God, cleave to God. At first, these scriptures about the cross can sound oddly placed in early September But the more we listen to them, they sound exactly like where a lot of us are at the beginning of a new season, a new fall, a new program year. There are lots of choices in front of all of us. Who knows what the choices are for you? Maybe you've been sort of visiting this church and you wonder if this church is the right one for you. Should you commit, at least in your head and maybe even out loud, should you sign on the line? Should you say out loud, this is your church home? Maybe there are others who are wondering if if this is a good time to to come back to church, to return again. Um, You can always come home, always, 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 when home is the church. So know that you're welcome, and we're glad to see you. And maybe there are some whose church home is elsewhere and, and needs to remain elsewhere for good reasons, and yet you like what you see and you feel and you get to know here. Um, we'll know that there's a place for you here as well. You are welcome to whatever regard you want this to be, another church home. And then there are the troops, the loyal, the tireless but tired sometimes. <laughs> who are the backbone of this and every parish you have choices as well what are you up for this fall what are you hopeful for what are you excited about what will it look for what will it look like for us to carry the cross together in this new program year what will it cost uh, what will we sing what will we pray along the way Moses puts before his beloved and before us that question of life and death, of blessing and curse. What kinds of things do we need to keep us moving forward in the way of life, of health and of wholeness? What will it take for us to avoid those tempting ways of compulsion or addiction or selfishness or or just distraction? Here at Holy Trinity, during the season of Lent, we put up the stations of the cross, those little icon pictures that show Jesus and the cross on the way to Calvary with various other characters from Bible and tradition. I sometimes look at the corridors and I think, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had really proper stations of the cross that a a local artist could make that would fit this space and this architecture? Wouldn't that be nice? And yet as soon as I think that thought, I think about how, how it really works well that we have the stations of the cross that go up for the season of Lent and Holy Week, and then we take them down again. They work well because we we notice that they 're there. We notice, oh look that 's new, and oh look, maybe i didn 't notice this person last year. We notice the various people, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of Jesus, um, the woman named veronica who who stoops to help with her veil or cloth. We remember Simon of Cyrene, Joseph of Arimathea, and all the others whose names we don't know. During the season of Lent, as we look at those pictures, those icons, we can be in conversation with the various characters. Who would we have been along the road to Calvary? Would we have been as faithful as those followers? But then when those stations of the cross are taken down, we're left with them in our mind's eye. And then it's for us to replace them, not on the wall, but in the world. Where can we be like Veronica and stop what we're doing to offer help to the one in need? When can we be like Joseph of Arimathea and give generously and lavishly to someone or something in need? When can we be like all the others who so faithfully accompanied Jesus to the cross How much more ought we be able to to faithfully accompany him, knowing how it ends and begins again, with resurrection, with joy, with new life, again and again and again and again. Friends in Christ, as we move into a new fall, a new program year at this church, I invite all of us to recommit to the way of the cross. May we pray for each other. May we support each other. May we give on behalf of each other. May we grow in faith with each other and continue to walk together in the shadow of the cross of Christ until we see God face to face. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.